You're listening to the Black Girls of Purpose podcast, where we talk about faith, friendships, and feature boss women from the Black Girls of Purpose community. I'm your host, Brianna Lightfoot-Smith, founder and CEO of Black Girls of Purpose. Hey, Purpose peeps. We're back with the final episode of our faith series. Over the past few weeks, we've journeyed through the Bible to study different heroes of faith. During week one, we looked at the life of Abraham and how he believed in spite of what he could see. During week two, we discussed how Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego's faith was forged in fire and expanded their ministry. And then last week, we looked at the story of David and Goliath and how David's focused faith in God led to Goliath's defeat. This week, we're wrapping up the series with the best representative faith that we have, Jesus, my Lord and Savior and King. So let's turn to God's word as we listen to the last episode of this series. I'll be trying to make it in the heaven though. But you'll be trying to knock me off my course though. Voices in my head screaming YOLO. Yeah, but you only die once too. Before we jump into the lesson for today, I wanted to invite everyone listening to subscribe to our email list and join our Black Girls of Purpose community. By subscribing to our email list, you'll stay up to date on all the Black Girls of Purpose happenings, including special events, promotions, and personal notes from me. You can do that by visiting blackgirlsofpurpose.org join and entering your email address into the form on the screen. Also, please follow Black Girls of Purpose on Instagram at blackgirlsofpurpose so that you can get encouraging posts throughout the week. We also run occasional social media contests for Black Girls of Purpose goodies. Now that we got all that housekeeping out of the way, Let's turn to the last episode for this series. Our focus scripture for today comes from Hebrews 12, 1 through 2, and it reads, Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us run with endurance the race set before us, keeping our eyes on Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is seated at the right hand of God. As I prepared for this study, I learned something that should have been obvious to me, especially with all the scriptures that I've been reading. But for whatever reason, God didn't reveal it until this particular study. Are you ready for the revelation? Faith is a race. Did you get that? Faith is a race. And while it's great to start, the greater feat is finishing. Because as we saw in the life of Abraham, it requires perseverance in spite of what we see. As we saw in the lives of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, it requires purification by fire so that we can be perfect and complete. And as we saw in the life of David, it requires a laser-like focus on God and not on our giants, because God alone is going to be the one who can provide the deliverance that we seek. In today's passage of scripture, we are encouraged to keep on running because doing so puts us in the company of many great women and men of God who had faith and believed. These men and women's faith is highlighted in Hebrews 11, which is often called the Faith Hall of Fame. And the thought is, after reading their stories, we walk away thinking, if God can do it for them, then he surely he can do it for me. What I think is so perfect about this scripture is that it doesn't just stop with these individuals from the Bible or these old ancient stories. It moves on to Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. And he was the greatest example of all because he knew his end from the beginning. He knew from the day that he was born that one day he would die on the cross for you and me. But he did not allow the fear of this expected end to distract him from his ministry. 
Instead, he was faithful. He spent time at God's feet. And I am convinced, if nothing else, that this is what day by day, moment by moment, guides us back into belief. In Matthew 26, 39, Christ says, My father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as you will. And this is when he um, is about to die on the cross on Calvary. He has this last moment where he's like, Lord, you know, I know what you said, but if you would like to take this away from me, if someone else can die for the sins of humanity, please let them basically. But he ends it with nevertheless, not as I will, but as you will. And I love this because it shows that his objective was not to preserve himself, but to serve his father in heaven, to serve his king. And he understood that his faith with God was accompanied by a great sense of responsibility. His faith was going to set others free. We see this also in the life of those that we've studied over the past several weeks. In the case of Abraham, an entire nation was birthed because that he believed. And with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, their faith led to people coming to know the true and living God who had not known him previously. And with David's faith, because he believed, he was able to save his people from being in service to the Philistines because Goliath said, okay, if I defeat your men, then guess what? You have to come and serve me. But if we, if you defeat my men, then we come and serve you. So his faith helped an entire race of people. And now one could argue that in those particular moments, the faith leaps that these men took may have seemed small or at least seemed small to them that they were like, well, of course, you know, I'm just going to believe what God says. But they didn't know the, the blessing that was on the other side of it. And they didn't understand that they would be examples for us in our faith, that they would be included in that cloud of witnesses that Hebrews 12 is talking about today. What I think is so cool about this too, um, going over the various people that we've studied over the past few weeks and even the lives of people who are included in Hebrews 11 is that everybody had their unique race and everybody had this unique thing that they were believing God to do for them. And that made me think of different members of a track team. Like everybody has a different race that they're in. Some of us are in the 400 meter dash. Some of us are running the 800 meter hurdles. Some may be running a 1600 meter relay, but all of us have to run our unique race for the entire team to win. So if I get a go and, and get first place in the 400 meter dash, but then my teammate goes in the 800 meter hurdles and they forfeit, then our team doesn't win the entire race because, okay, well, there was someone on our, our team who quit. And I think that that's why it's important for us to encourage each other in the faith and say, okay, sis, like, you know, I'm believing God to do this for me, but today it just doesn't look like it. I've had so many occasions where I've had to go back to the two people who were around when God promised me uh, what he did about our finances and just that we were going to be financially free. I've had to go back to them on multiple occasions and be like, y'all, I, I need you to help me to pray in spite of what I see, because we actually seem to go in the opposite direction with our finances after God was like, oh, yeah, you're going to be out of debt. We actually got into more debt. And so that caused me to have some unbelief where I was like, okay, maybe I don't hear from the Lord as clearly as I think. But I was able to go to my sisters in Christ and re receive the encouragement that I needed. It, it was like going to members of my team and saying, hey, y'all, like my leg is cramping up. I need somebody to help me stretch or whatever the case may be. And 
in going with them, I think it, it has strengthened my faith more than I would think. It makes me think of something I was talking to one of our Black Girls of Purpose features about yesterday. And she was saying, you know, in the beginning, whenever we receive the promise, it's really hard to believe that we're just like, uh, I'm not sure, Lord. Like, we're like Mary, like I talked about last week. And we say, how is this possible when I don't have any money? Or how is this possible when my family has always known to, been known to have this disease? How is this possible when, insert any scenario here, and... I've learned that my faith stretches and grows and and I'm able to increase in my belief, not by anything physical, but by remembering what God has told me and continuing to pray over that thing and saying, Lord, I believe you, I believe you, and telling other people sometimes too when he puts that on my heart to do. So that gives me the encouragement that I need. Uh, My particular race has included so many things that I could not have foreseen, like moving to cities I never thought I'd live in, getting pregnant only six months after being married, quitting jobs, feeling stressed financially, and even most recently moving back in with my parents, despite the fact that I'm married with a baby and another baby on the way, uh, which by the the time this episode airs, the baby will be here, which is crazy. Um, But it has not been enough to deter me. In and of myself, it probably would be, but because I have that circle of accountability, because I have this, this cloud of witnesses like scripture talks about in Hebrews 12, then I find myself continuously pushing because I know that people are watching me. I know people are cheering for me. And by keeping my eyes on Jesus, I can wake up each day with the energy to run, the energy that I need. And I remember Philippians 1 and 6, it says, I am confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will bring it about until the day of completion. So I don't know whoever's listening. I'm not sure what race you're in. You may have just started or you may be coming to the end, but wherever you find yourself, know that I'm praying that you will not run just to run, that you will run to win. And this ties in perfectly with our song and our verse for the week. First Corinthians 9 24 is our verse. And it says, do you not know that in a race, all runners win, but only one receives the prize. So run that you may obtain it. And then the song is by Kiki Sheard and it's called Second Wind. I love that song. It's just so um, upbeat and uplifting. And I pray that you will just listen to it throughout this week. If you find yourself struggling to have focused faith or struggling to have faith that's forged in fire or struggling to have faith in spite of what you see, that you will say, Lord, I believed you before, so I need you to bring about a second wind in me. And that'll be a perfect moment to meditate on Hebrews 10, 23, which reads, let us hold resolutely to the hope we profess for he who promises faithful. I know that God was intentional about entering or ending this series with the fact that faith is a race and you have to keep on running. And it's some days it's going to feel like a marathon. Some days it's going to feel like a sprint, but you can do all things if you tap into him. Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And I am just encouraged, um, even in doing this series, I always say that these lessons are just as much for me because I know like, okay, God, the prize is coming. The prize is coming. Not just the one here on earth in terms of our finances and the growth of our family, but ultimately in heaven that God will see all the works that we've done here for him and how we persevered and how we believed. And he will bless those things exceedingly and abundantly above all that we could ask or think. 
As we prepare to close out, I do want to pray uh, for the end of this series because I don't want you guys to just listen and be like, oh man, this is awesome. This is encouraging. You know, I always say I want y'all to be encouraged and equipped and empowered. The empowered part is the most important piece. I don't want you to just take in these lessons and share them with your friends. I want you to apply them and apply them as soon as possible, as soon as you feel like, okay, God, this is what you're telling me to do. And that's why I want to um, pray for you. But I also want to encourage you to incorporate that accountability that I was talking about earlier. It doesn't take a full blown posse to be able to encourage you in your faith. But if you have one or two people that you can say, okay, this is the vision that God has given me. This is what I'm believing God to do for my family. This is how I need you to push me, you know, send me some scriptures throughout the week or remind me of that thing that God did for me before it will help you more than you would think. And I've also seen in having people in my circle who are believing God to do incredible things, uh, when those things come to pass in their life, I'm like, okay, God, well, we in the same circle. So if you're doing it for them, then my blessing must be coming. And it's just so cool seeing the different ways that he works, seeing how he can do things simultaneously because we feel like, okay, well, he has to only work on this particular piece because we are single-minded, so we can only work on one thing at a time. But he is so awesome that he can bring about everyone's blessings simultaneously. And so I just really encourage you to get that accountability. But with all of that said, I do want to pray out. And then um, I'm going to read a excerpt from my new book, uh, Walking on Water, 21 Day Devotional on Faith. And I'm going to let you know how you can get that book for free. All right. So make sure you keep listening. Um, Father God, thank you for this day, God. Thank you for waking us up this morning and starting us on our way, Lord God. Thank you for allowing us to do this faith series, Lord, and for using me as your mouthpiece. I know that um, it is not easy talking about faith because I have to be an example. I can't just say like, oh yeah, I believe God to do these things for you and I'm not doing anything. And I thank you for the way that you have tested my faith, not even just during this series, but over the past several years, Lord, really starting in 2016, starting with uh, Jaden's birth and just how I've seen you move mountains for me, Lord, and for my family. I thank you, Lord, that where we started, we are not uh, currently, God, that we have been running this race and that I'm starting to see the the finish line in in terms of this particular season uh, with our finances, Lord God. And so, Lord, I just pray that you would help me to keep my eyes on Jesus, the author and finisher of my faith, that you would help me to continue to believe, Lord God. I pray for everyone who is listening, Lord, who is believing you to do something incredible in their life, Lord God. I pray that they would have faith that is focused, Lord God. I pray that they would have faith that has been purified, forged in their fi- in the fire, Lord God, of their circumstances, Lord God. I pray that they would have faith in spite of what they see, that they won't look at the giants of their situations. They won't look at the wind and waves, Lord God, of their situation. Instead, they will say, this is what God has called me to do, and so I'm going to go out and do it. I'm I'm going to do it boldly. And Lord, I pray for those who don't have a relationship with you, God, that need a relationship with you right now, Lord God. I just pray that you would place it on their hearts, that they say, you know what? 
there's just something about this faith thing that seems really attractive to me and that they would understand that they can only get the kind of faith and boldness to do incredible things by having a relationship with your son first and foremost because that's when we get the, where we get the vision for everything. We get our vision from you, Lord God. And so I just pray um, that you would place it on their heart, Lord God, to accept you as their Lord and Savior, Lord, and that after they do, Lord, that they would also get plugged into a body of Christ so that they can keep on growing. I pray that they, that everyone listening won't just look to the Black Girls of Purpose podcast as their church for the week, Lord, but that they will be diligent and intentional in seeking out a church body that they can grow in consistently, that they can serve in, Lord, and um, that they can find that circle of accountability that we were talking about earlier, Lord God. So I just thank you, God, for being the faithful God who keeps your covenant promises to a thousand generations, Lord. I thank you that all of your promises are yes and amen. I thank you that you are not a man that you should lie or a son of man that you should change your mind, Lord God. And I just thank you that so long as we keep our eyes on you, so long as we remember your example, Lord, that even in spite of uh, knowing that you were going to die on the cross for our sins, that you still kept pushing, Lord. And so there are going to be some things that we have faith for, Lord, that don't have a a, a happy ending necessarily, Lord. Um, but we're going to keep on pushing, Lord God, because we know that you are working all things together for your good um, and for our good and your glory. So I just thank you for, again, for this series. I thank you for your covering, Lord. I thank you for your peace. And I pray that as we continue to walk out in faith, Lord, that you will give us all that we need to do bold and scary things. So all these things I ask in Jesus' name, amen. Right, purpose peeps. As promised, I want to read you an excerpt from my new book, Walking on Water, a 21-day devotional on faith, in which I talk about my first son and our unplanned pregnancy with him and how that unplanned pregnancy really wrecked my life, but in the best way possible because it taught me that through applying everything that we have talked about over the past few weeks, being focused on God, having faith in spite of what I could see, I could develop the kind of faith to do bold and scary things. When God first gave me this call, I was not happy because I felt like he was wrecking my plans completely. But now I stand on the other side of it, just seeing how his hand was on me throughout everything and how he is just so faithful and he doesn't just give us what we want, he gives us what we need. And my son, who is about to be two now, has blessed me immensely. He has helped me to love more and be more caring and nurturing. And actually through being home with him, I've been able to pursue full-time ministry, which is not even something that I knew I wanted until I was able to do it uh, regularly. God truly used the birth of my son to purify me and to align my desires with his. And so I'm praying that as you prepare to start your faith journey, you will experience something just as incredible as I did. And if you're interested in getting the book for free, a digital copy, make sure that you listen all the way to the end. I'm reading the prologue and it says, have you ever done something crazy? Something you had second thoughts about even while you were in the process of doing it? You talked about it out loud to make it real, but something inside you still said you must be joking. 
That's how I felt the night I stopped taking birth control and prayed the same prayer Jesus prayed in the Garden of Gethsemane. Lord, if you would, please take this cup from me. Yet not my will, but yours be done. It was a Wednesday, and I had encountered God earlier in a place I wasn't expecting, a youth rally. In the middle of the pastor praying about obedience and how it determined our success, I heard God say to me, get off the pill. I must be imagining this. Then, just as I said that, a wave of heat came over me and confirmed God was speaking. That evening, I shared with my husband, Jordan, what God shared with me. And ultimately, we exited the conversation open to where God would lead. I was officially waving the white flag. I wanted him to use me. I hoped this was just a test, and these hopes seemed to be confirmed when we didn't get pregnant immediately. The delay provided just enough time for me to start talking myself out of the whole faith thing. I decided that despite what God seemed to be telling me, we still weren't ready to have a baby. Then one Monday evening, our son was conceived. The pregnancy test I took a few weeks later would change everything, as I found myself questioning if God had made some kind of mistake. Did he care at all about my feelings? Didn't he know how much I wanted to wait to have kids? Why couldn't I focus on being a wife for the time being? Nevertheless, reading the word pregnant on that little plastic stick was the beginning of a new faith journey. I knew I had to commit to God's plan A for my life, even if it looked like my plan B. So like the disciple Peter, I mustered up enough courage to get out of the boat and walk on water, even if just for a moment. Because deep inside, amongst the doubt and the fear, I knew my daddy had me. Over the course of the past year in this faith journey with God, I've learned something major. Having a relationship with Jesus Christ is scary and unexpected at times, but it is never boring. Because of my yes to grow as a family in the fall of 2016, I wake up every day with more faith-building opportunities and I continue to reap blessings. God's word says in Isaiah 41.10, Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous hand. That promise is designed to empower both you and me to walk in faith daily. And my prayer is that over the course of the next 21 days, as we read about faith in the Bible, you will discover that the presence of God is all you need to do bold and scary things. The truth of the matter is we've been talking about faith extensively over the past few weeks, but there are still people who are listening to this and saying, okay, Brie, that was great for the Old Testament Christians, but what about me? And if that person is you, then that then you're the one who needs to download this book for free because I in it I'm talking about the practical ways I applied wisdom from these Old Testament Christians and their testimonies in order to be empowered today to go out and make faith leaps and to to walk on water spiritually. And I think that this book is going to bless you if you open yourself up to that. And I want to let you have it for free. So if you want to go to the next level with God, if you're ready to have faith in spite of what you see, if you want to have that focused faith, that forged faith, then I want to invite you to download a digital copy of this book for free. And you can do that by going to blackgirlswithpurposepodcast.com forward slash faith. You got that? blackgirlswithpurposepodcast.com forward slash faith. 
and I will give you a digital copy of this book for free. In it again, I share my journey through an unplanned pregnancy and how trusting God gave me the courage and the faith to do bold and scary things. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast for this week, for this entire series. And I hope that after applying everything that we've talked about, after downloading my new book, Walking on Water, a 21-day devotional on faith for free, that you too will find yourself living more purposefully and more faithfully. Have a great week. It's never that easy to choose purpose, but I would die to my flesh, live a life of worship. I'm really, really, really trying to make it into heaven. I'm trying to him say two words like, well done. Uh, uh, hey, hey, well done.